Blog Talk Radio. Hello, 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 everyone. Wow. <laughs> Presidential election and everything, and we're still live. But anyway, Kimber <laughs> Patterson and uh, Desiree Fletcher, yeah, she's got our drubbers. But anyway, Midwest Muscle People, be real talk in your earlobes. Yeah, we're all up in there. All up in there. And if you like you talk. Like like cookies. Like cookies. Yeah. Yeah. There's no sides up in here. It's just real talk. Well if 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 you are a natural athlete and are looking for a solid foundation and a vehicle to draw your gaze like what is alright. Like a Mercedes Benz. How about that? Through ice cream. Well, why not a BMW? Well, why not? Or, you know, something something else equally as sporting. Can you imagine? You wouldn't even have ice cream <laughs> at goodness. that point. It might just be super anyway, little gelato or something like that. Or that fast, if you spill it on the seat, you'll be ready to kill somebody. <laughs> That's why you have stain protection. Oh, my goodness. Like, that ever be something stained enough not to? You'd still be, oh, you know what you just did? I'll kill you. Yeah. And it is political climate. Yeah, that would actually happen. But anyway, check us out at com. And now let's chit-chat with the banter. Hello, Desiree. Hello. Hello, Kaylin Patterson. Hello. Oh, my gosh. You know, we fell back into fall last weekend, and now it's just dark. Yep. And I feel like there's just something wrong about that. I'm not minding the warmth, though. No, that has been fantastic. It's not going to last, but I am soaking it all up while hey, it hey, does. Hey. So that's been pretty awesome. Yep, yeah. yep. Snow's coming. Hey, Snow's hey, coming. Keep that Get your shovels. Get your shovels, and it's not going to be like the snow in October that melts away. It's going to come and stay. Would you stop? Wow. I'm just, just I'm, just, I'm just helping people become prepared. I'm just helping. My I'm just goodness. doing my part. Get your hats, get your gloves, get your lawn johns, get your overalls, Hi, your bibs. Your earmuffs. Well, yeah, I'll do that. I should just yeah, cut my it, ear. My you know, ear I have to ask, and then, we'll, and then I'll digress, but can you even wear a winter hat? I mean, because your hair is so full. Do you have to wear a, Can you wear a hat, or do you have to wear earmuffs? You didn't see my uh, Throwback Thursday pic, did you? I did not see your Throwback Thursday picture, so I'm going to assume you were wearing earmuffs. No, I'm actually wearing a scully. Oh, you're wearing. Oh, I see it now, right there. Yeah. But see, that doesn't that doesn't cover your ears. But I sp- imagine if you can my, wear my that, you can wear a snow cap. Can't do it. My dreads cover my ears. Your your dreads aren't cover. They don't always cover your ears. And when I have a scully on, yes, they do. Yes, ma'am. All right. Well, as long as you haven't burnt them off in the grill in the summertime. Oh, here we go. All those years ago, you're still holding that on. Oh, so much love. 
Very good, both. How are you? Oh, we're doing awesome. great. Great Mr. Mark Stout. He's up north, but he's marked out. So what, what happened earlier this week, Mark? You got locked out of your account, or is it kind of like being in Facebook jail, or what happened? You couldn't call. Yeah, I had um, I answered some emails a couple of weeks ago um, that asked for my resubscription, and it was fraud or something. So um, they must have tried to get uh, use the same information onto my emails or whatever. So. Microsoft oh, no. just completely blocked me because my bank called me and notified me. So I've just oh, now no. got to And the problem was I had an old phone number with, like, security. And I'm like, I can't bloody remember that phone number. So I uh, had to re- redo my security, and they locked me out for 30 days. So I've got another 14 mm. days to go. Oh, no. So it is like wow. Facebook jail. <laughs> Exactly. It is. You know, it, I'm surprised. I've not been in Facebook jail yet. I'm sure it's probably bound to happen at some point, but, oh, it, you know, just as outspoken as I tend to be on certain aspects of health, I'm surprised they haven't thrown me in jail yet or someone else hasn't complained to throw me in jail. They will. Have you been in Facebook jail, Kaylin? Oh, no. no. Have you seen my post? <laughs> oh, my goodness. They're like milk toads. Nobody's going to throw me in jail for that stuff. <laughs> scriptures oh, from God. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, no, I, I don't ever have to worry about that. Well, then that's good. That's good. Anybody yeah, out there in listener land, you ever been in Facebook jail? If you've been in Facebook jail, I'm just curious as to what you've been in Facebook jail for. I just want to know. Well, we could ask Kevin Jordan. He's always in Facebook jail. <laughs> oh, my. Anyway, I digress. I digress. Kaylin, lead us on in the show. Well, we're, we're good. this is part two, since we didn't have a real part one. and We, we had some interesting stuff we talked about. And uh, one of the things that really I, I want to, since we have Mark on, and, and it's about that dang bread, um, I, I guess I said something that, that was kind of misleading with the sugar. I, I, I'm not saying they they, they loaded up with sugar. Uh, I just noticed that with most American bread, there's some kind of sugar in it. And I, I, the reason it's there, I don't know. I, I've always seen that it was. Even as a kid, I remember reading uh, it, what it said, sugar. It didn't say the high fructose corn syrup. But back in the day, it did. Uh, Mark, do you have any reason why there's any relevance for having sugar in bread? I know they don't do that overseas. Um, they do do it overseas. It's a chemical oh, really? balance to activate, yeah, to activate the yeast, or to help feed the yeast for one. Um, and mm-hmm. two, it's just to actually uh, keep your taste buds in track. So it's given the the bread a little bit of a, like the sweet or acidity on the palate. It's given it for that reason. So it's to keep you eating it in a way, but it's also to put something back in when they've taken everything out. Oh. Um, right. It, I mean, basically today's bread is nutritionally negative. Uh, gives us more harm than good. 
Um, so they're basically putting things back in to stabilise it, give it taste, feed the bread, stabilise it is the main thing to give it a bit more life than what we used to know years ago before we started to tamper with the stuff. Um, reason, just to chem- chemically balance it for taste and uh, yield and also, um, yeah, just, just its shelf life. Oh, wow. Well, then uh, I guess I stand corrected. Thank you. Um, so there is a purpose to it. I, I just, it was always confusing to me because uh, it just seems like if it's bread, why would you want sugar in it? But if it's helping with the taste, I, I, I do love my uh, wheat bread. So, And something about toast with butter melting on it. Oh, that's delicious. But anyway. I- I, uh, I've, I've, I've spoken to lots of seminars on bread, and I'm always the one person that gets food because I'm the biggest anti-food service science person you can get because I, I was brought up on bread. My mom used to make it, and we bastardized it about 70 years ago through scientists getting bigger yields and everything, and now we've just created more illness and more tummy stress from what we produce today. Um, then we tell oh, wow. people they're gluten intolerant and we then push them onto gluten, which has got even more sugar in it and even more cornstarch and creates even more problems. So unfortunately around bread, it's an extremely vicious cycle where we shouldn't, we shouldn't be eating it nowadays when it used to be oh. something that kept people living years ago. Yeah. yeah, so while you're getting all excited over there about sugar having a purpose, it still really doesn't. <laughs> it still really doesn't. Yeah. It's just... It makes bread bad. It hates me. Bread hates me. That's that's what I should be learning. <laughs> you just don't want it. But, you know, I'm glad that you kicked off the show with this topic because, you know, we are headed into the holidays. And I know we're talking about just sugar and bread, but we're about to be so bombarded and up to our eyeballs in sugary things for the next couple of months. And it's really quite ironic to me how we, how we sabotage ourselves tremendously October, November, and December. Could you go from uh, trick-or-treating to Thanksgiving and everything that goes along with that meal and then all the sweets through Christmas. And then we're like, all right, January, we're going to quit cutting up and we're going to hit some goals. <laughs> and I have yeah, we're no idea what makes us think we're going to be successful when we haven't practiced any steps to success <laughs> the last three months prior. But come January, boom, we're going to turn it on and make some changes. And oh, yeah. uh, I... what we really need to be doing is kind of coaching ourselves on how to manage our sugar and our holiday eating so when January comes and we get that itch, that we've given ourselves a better chance at at those resolutions instead of just I don't know I don't do even people even make New Year's resolutions anymore because by oh, yeah. February at least they those who eat, make health they goals make. they've already they've already abandoned them. Well, they they haven't abandoned them. They've blown them up. I mean, if if we could get like an uh, uh, an explosive equivalent, it would be nitro. Because I, I've seen some horror stories. I, I'm sure Mark has as well. But uh, it's just amazing. Uh, honestly, I really have a newfound respect for the human body with all we put it through, and it still finds a way to function. We beat the crap out of our body. 
we're merciless when it comes to our own bodies, and it's just amazing that they still function in the way they do to where we can even, you know, hold a job and, and breathe. It's really amazing with, uh, you know, like the more I'm, I'm learning with uh, biology and the and the chemicals that we put in our bodies, yeesh, you guess. I mean, it's, it's really something special when you see, you know, just how far we can push a human body before it says, all right, I'm out of here. And, 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 we go back for more. Like we 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 get off the bad wagon, and somehow or another, we find a way to get back on it. We still justify the the reason and purpose for it. Is that something that they put in food too, Mark? Or am I missing the? Is it just like really weak willpower? Ah, uh, I think if if you're a person who um, eats processed foods then you've got to think about it. You know, it's like going into a shop. You get greeted by a pleasant shopkeeper uh, and you get some assistance as to what you want and you walk away saying, oh, that's really good. I might go back there. So you you don't produce food for someone not to like it. You produce it to entice them, to bring them in, um, to be convenient and to play everything you can. I mean, food is a marketing tool because they can't really say it's healthy, a lot of it. Um, they can tell you the calories, but uh, of course you manufacture something to captivate somebody and to mm-hmm. lock them into something. It's like, uh, you know, and so it's just we're free and open people to experiment, to try, to join in. Um, but we don't necessarily feel, well, you're not instantly going to get it. We don't feel over time what it's doing to our body, even though we can potentially see it. We just don't give ourselves a little bit of acknowledgement. Um, the body is a marvellous. I mean, I'm just amazed how people can just bounce back, reverse illnesses through, you know, just looking at their food, their lifestyle and stuff like that is quite amazing. You're right, KP, how, how we can grow and how we can go down. The body is just such a reactive organ that it's just amazing. So, of course, you know, you go to KFC, you've got an awful lot of fat, you've got texture, you've got you got cheap uh, battery housed hens that being grown on certain growth factors uh, in their feedlots to make them grow quicker to help yields again. Um, we're really good at that, you know, what you give someone to make them grow faster. Um, but is it good for you? Over time, no, certainly not. So, so what can we do about that? I know this is pretty off the cuff and impromptu, but... What are some things that we can take into consideration, especially over the holidays where, I don't know, we just give ourselves a hall pass to just go overboard with wild abandon. What are some things that, you know, people could do, would do, should do to kind of keep themselves in check and not just totally just sabotage themselves because, I don't know, we're feeling festive, so we just want to eat sugar? I mean, is that is that how it goes down? I mean, it is how it goes down, and I have no idea why. You know, I think I think that that you know, we we live on we 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 live on on tradition, and one very strong factor about the tradition around Christmas is okay. It's a religious time for some people. It's it's not so religious, but it's about getting together with people to have occasions to have a sharing. 
uh, whether that be sharing love or sharing just time or sharing the presence in the surroundings. And I think this is a very important factor because it makes us feel happy when we're with the people that we like to be with. And I think this is really important on how we feel. Um, and I just think it, it's a case of, you know, allowing that to be, but having an a, a element of understanding as to, you know, just common sense as to what's good. If you're going to have some cream pie or something like that, don't kill yourself because you've had it, but try not to live on it. Yeah, and your choices in your fridge can be nuts and things like that that are good for you, that you can snack on, that are giving your body something, but, and they're not giving your body such a detrimental effect over time. But to just, you know, just give yourself a little bit of time, even if it's 10 minutes planning as to what you want in your cupboard, you know, uh, what the kids may want, just so you have a little bit of understanding rather than having a free will to be open about everything. Um you know, so that you, you do consume whatever you want. But, you know, it's a good time to plan, to share, which needs a bit of pre-preparation, uh, just time, just short as to what you want, what the family, what, you, what you're going to share with your friends, this type of thing, so you can provision those things to have just a little bit of time for yourself to think about what you want to consume over this time because you will consume more food. Consuming food provides those great chemicals for us. And just try to limit the amount of processed, etc. And yeah, position yourself to have a real good time rather than looking at it as a real negative because it's not a real negative. It's it's a celebrity time. It's a, a people contact time. We share. We share drinks. We share. Food. Most definitely. Yeah. If 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 you're taking a platter to somebody's house, then take them something that you know can be shared by everybody that you also know from your heart is good for them. Even if you don't say, hey, stop eating that, eat mine, it's more healthy for you. You don't want to say that, but just give the provisions and provide for yourself where you're joining in fully in the time, the festive season, the, the period for it. But, you know, just a little bit of hindsight into what's good and what's bad and to what amount you can really have to, you know, indulge in there. I will have a glass of champagne on Christmas morning. Some people can say, oh, that's really bad of you. That really shocks me that you do it. No, I'm celebrating. I don't live on champagne. You know, but I know that this is something, and I'm going to have it early in the morning rather than at night. So, well, there you go. Uh, one of the things that we we I know that uh, you know your wife competes around this time because the the natural Olympia is coming up, and we just had uh, the worlds. So, you know, does that really help them get through that time, knowing they're going to be able to feast? Uh, later, like like they normally do, because the Naturalipia is coming up pretty quick. I think it's next week, and you know, there's that Thanksgiving dinner is still being planned. So it's it's interesting how the mind basically stays on point without sabotaging. Like Des was saying, where we do succumb sometimes to those bad options. How much more does it speak of the athlete to to abstain? knowing this thing is coming up and that food is already being purchased and uh, planned and prepped? Um, maybe Tanaka is a bad example. Um, oh. of, like the variants, right, the variants you can, but no, I'll explain that. The variants you can get in a person, she's like anybody else. Um, unfortunately, as you know, we can't attend Olympia this year. It was on our family calendar, and it's got a red line through it. Um, so we would have actually, potentially, I might have been calling you from LA 
if everything would have gone now, but we're not. We're still at home because we can't attend. But gen- generally, the actual um, the actual event, Olympia, uh, Kaylin, is a big enough pull on its own, irrelevant. Christmas isn't even in sight. It's Olympia. But mm-hmm. Annika is very is very leveled out throughout the year. So she will eat like a horse over Christmas, but it will be seafood. It will be all good things. She doesn't eat rubbish. She might have the odd pizza and the odd now and then, but she just doesn't eat rubbish. So, And she eats by a tummy feel. Um, if she's hungry, she eats. The food is available, but it's the good stuff that's available. So she will love her oysters, her scallops, her cod, her salmon, her beef. Well, not so much beef, but she will just, that's what she eats throughout the year. And because she's a little bit, well, because we use this word clean, nutritionally conscious throughout the year, she's not into high acids or high sugars and stuff like that. She really can taste them, so she won't touch them. She won't enjoy them, uh, so she won't Mm -hmm. have them. Where we can have people that to an event, you also have to remember, you're talking about an athlete, KP, that doesn't cut calories might slightly mm-hmm. cut calories mm-hmm. or placement of carbohydrates, but she's consistent. So when she goes to Olympia, it means more output, not more food, not not less food. So you may have some people that are going from 2,400 calories down to 1,100, some of them bloody 800. Uh-oh. Ridiculous. They're, star- right, they're starving like all hell. So Christmas is then after Olympia. Yeah, let's go. Well, even after the event, they're going to the hamburger store, right? So I think there's that, that that real restriction that is placed on some athletes for calories. Um, also, when people go on diets and they just look at calories and nothing else, yes, they can't wait to get a big feed or some fat or some sugar or something like that in their body because they're used, they're used to having an element of it in their life anyway. So depends mm-hmm. on where a person coming from as to how they judge it but it's just yeah some people are so depleted in nutrients that they can't wait to just eat but because they haven't gone in with a nutrition type of understanding more more a calorie understanding well i haven't got mm-hmm. to know so it doesn't matter um you also got that thing coming out coming out of Olympia, which is such a high for people and they've enjoyed it. Did they get a bit sad that, oh, shit, now it's the end of the season, I'm not competing for another few months? It's like, it won't harm me now. And it won't harm them as such, but it's that food choice that we have. We can still go and have a real good meal. It's just dependent what what we choose to eat, you know, what it is we order, whether it's chips, whether it's something that's fried or whether it's something that's processed rather than something that is vegetables, meat, Carbohydrates. It is offering our Meat. body something. Ugh. You're making me hungry. Galen. Meat. <laughs> yes. Mm. But I mean, you bring he, you bring up a lot of good points, Mark, and it, it mm. really all comes. It doesn't all come down to this, but what you have um, accustomed your taste buds for. Um, you know, positioned your body to crave because that's really how it comes down. If you are like a Tenica, um, who we're talking about, who eats clean a majority of the time, 
sweets really aren't on your radar. If you are hormonally balanced and you have, a, you know, ample supply of the correct minerals and vitamins, a lot of those junky cravings that we get, um, they're not going to exist. And then if you're not eating the processed foods that contribute to those cravings or, you know, when, when, you know, when Pringle says you can't eat just one, it's not by accident. It's on purpose. That's and true. you really can't eat just one because they put the additives into it that create cravings that, you know, entice you to want to eat more of that particular food. So a lot of things are by design. And if you get your taste buds and your body on the same wavelength, then a lot of these, you know, sweets that come about over the holidays, they're really not going to be that appealing to you. So I'm glad that you bring that example up, Mark. Yeah, and I think, you know, um, uh, we're talking about that. If she has something that is disagreeable, Mm -hmm. let's say even chocolate to a degree or a lolly, a candle, It, when or when she's consumed it, right, it sits. It doesn't sit well within her because she's not really overly used to it. It's not a common product, um, so she doesn't feel good about it. Or having, let's say, a heavy fried thing, it just sits really bad with her. She said, "Oh, I'm not eating that mm-hmm. again." Mm-hmm. I was starving. We were out. They had a lot of us. We get used to this. It just becomes accepted to our palate, not to our body. To our palate, okay. This is mm-hmm. what is, makes sense. right. This is right. This is the kind of thing we eat. So you kind of fry for it. Um, I was speaking to a person the other day when I was speaking about you know your body tells you when you're full, and he didn't agree with me because his point was well I know that I've eaten enough from my meal, but an hour later or half an hour later I want something sweet. So if you think about the statement, he knows that he's eaten right for his body. Right, he's he's had sufficient, and then half an hour later, he wants the sweet. The sweet is that hereditary type of thing that we've given ourselves over time that our body wants something sweet. And he actually turned out he really wants it because he's bored. He likes to stay up at night. His family's gone to mm. bed. Right, so he's bored. He wants something to just, you know. So it's just that observation and realization that hey, I've just got into a pattern that I like to smoke, or I like to drink, or I like to have candy. Okay, okay. Um, you know, so your body's used to it, and it's like you've got a good sister, bad sister, and that bad sister will always give you that li- little niggle. Go on, have it. You know it's better for you. But as soon as you have yeah. it, the other sister says, who the bloody hell had this? You shut up telling her to do that or him to do that. So it's just overcoming that type of thing. <laughs> and I think, first of all, it's just the, the uh, uh, awareness openness that this is actually what's happening don't treat it as like a real negative or make yourself feel bad because you do it um it's just that awareness that yeah i know i've had enough to eat i've eaten right now i want a bit of sweets because yeah i used to do this quite a bit yeah so really it's just giving yourself time to you know break that habit the odd now and then um as to what your choices were and to have things available so you have options giving yourself time to think well actually I don't really need to eat, so I might have a, you know, a flavoured tea or something like that. I know it sounds bloody dull, but a flavour, just something that breaks you, something that is, if your goals are strong enough and your desire to get yourself to somewhere, first of all, you mm-hmm. should understand that you can do it. You can do it. Secondly, you've got that willpower 
to take on things or to approach things or to give yourself education how you and your body can thrive, if you've got that determination, you will do it. So it's just that drive and taking things a step at a time without over-challenging yourself, which is going to you know, have more tendency to go towards, towards a negative reaction than a positive one. I think that's just the way to look at things. Yeah, I, I think what I've seen, and it's scary to me, and, and, and this is something, you know, I, I'm glad Missy uh, uh, Love, uh, rest her soul, had, had talked about where, you know, the food had controlled her to where, you know, at the end of the season, this is what this is going to happen. I remember her saying that, and then she said, why did it have to happen, and, and then why was it such a drive to do so? And I, I'll never forget her saying that because that was so interesting because it was like it, it was so big because I, I like you know I've, I've had moments like that I remember setting aside the Halloween candy setting aside the the cheesecake from Thanksgiving and setting all this stuff you know just it was going to take a minute and then I was going to take care of it you know at, at, at January 1st I was going to start you know uh, cleaning things up and when she said that, that was so profound to me because why do I plan to basically sabotage myself when these are things that basically year-round, like you said, Lieutenant, is not part of my diet. But for some reason on the holidays, like there's a thing, I was giving myself the free pass to basically ruin all that hard work. And I wasn't down on myself, and, you know, she was a lot harder on her, on herself about that. But it was just the understanding that I don't have to do this. I didn't, because, you know, it's such a tradition that I hadn't even thought along that, that line of thinking, well, why am I doing this? You know, it, it, it never made sense to think that way because it was never a question if it was okay to do. This was just something that everybody did. That doesn't make it right. But you know, there there we are, and it, it was just, it was very interesting to see. And I was like, wow, you know, this is a a lot more than I expected in that conversation. And I think I, I I don't I don't want her to think I didn't want her to think I was picking on her about it, but I was so intrigued by it, I didn't want to let that topic go. But I really wanted that full understanding. Is that something that we do out of family, or is that something that just uh, you know kind of picks itself up into our life? And before you know it, it's a part of our everyday thinking. Um, when you was a kid, KP, did you have chocolates hanging from your Christmas tree? Can you remember? Oh, yes. We had it as part of the Christmas ornament. Yeah, you know, it's like um, it's like a tradition for us as, as, as uh, from one element. We, you know, you have a few more drinks as well with your friends and this and that. You have the creams. And all these type of things, it's a celebration. You bring food to the, the, the family or community table so you can share. And, you know, we are sweet people. Um, several countries like England and America are extremely, or not so much England nowadays, but, you know, very high-fat um, countries, as in they consume an awful lot in their normal, typical diet. So you have that uh, hereditary thing that you're brought up to believe, uh, and it does mm-hmm. honestly take your you then coming away from the total community without thinking that you're separating from the total community and just making a decision based on your own health. Um, And, you know, having that balance between 
your environment and your personal self and how you get the best out of this environment in a very relaxed way that really helps to satisfy you. Now, some people can say, yes, well, I like to eat my chocolate, but it's what the effect is then it's going to have on you. But again, KP, I would say to anybody, if you've got a real special occasion, right, like, you know, and you're going out and there's a cheesecake there, do not hit yourself over the head because you had a piece of cheesecake because that cheesecake you might not see again or you might not have another portion of that for X amount of months because it's not really in your in your desire or dreams or need. So this is this is when you're giving your body more times than not the nutritional balance that it needs. You can then afford those type of things, but it's it's a self management type of thing. Um, if you're down and you're depressed and this and that, you'd probably eat more. So that family, community, friendship can help you cook that, you know ease away from that. But it's just I don't like to words, use the word self. It's, it's just about self-awareness. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just not going to pick out on those things because it's not good for me. Mm-hmm. You know, and when there's other food there, when there's other selections available, this promotes it. So what you see, first of all, is what attracts you. And if you just stand back and okay. just pause for 10 seconds and have a look what else is around there, you know, we love, we, we love at Christmas time fish. We love meat. We love our vegetables. You know, we love the nuts and those type of things that come with it. So we do, let's not forget, we do present some real healthy options on our tables anyway. It's just that little bit extra where, so if you have a little bit of candy, as long as you don't eat the whole bag, you know, don't go upsetting yourself, but at least think about what your body needs and how to give it something. And to also have some idea as to how your body reacts. Normally I feel really bad. Well, I'm not going to encourage that going forward. You know, a lot of athletes or a lot of people that understand their body know when they can participate in something that is outside of their normal diet. They have some confidence as to how it's going to affect them and how it's not. Um, but they, they're more than likely say, well, I don't normally have this. But yes, yeah, yeah, please. If, if you bake that, I, I would try a piece, a small one. Yeah, I would try a piece. You know, they're fairly in control of their own intake because they're aware of themselves. <clears throat> And that self-awareness is, has huge value to them rather than just to the community. And, and you know, I do, I do agree. I do think that's true for a lot of the seasons athletes, but maybe a newly minted athlete might not be as much. They may not have yet that self-awareness or even that self-control because just trying a piece can turn into, you know, eating half the cake realistically it can for certain people because they don't quite understand what their trigger foods are. Some people can try it and be cool and others just can't. But um, that, I mean, that's the goal to aspire to where you may not necessarily be like, you know, arrested by counting calories and you, you become more in tune with your bodies and what you can and can't eat and how your body reacts to certain foods um, and the other thing I would just point out too with the holidays is, yeah, a lot of it is the sweets, but we tend to, we, and I'll say as Americans, because maybe this is not true, um, in Australia or other countries, but, um, it, and it may be, but we tend to cook more decadently, if that's a word, 
when it comes to holidays and we use a lot more sauces and marshmallows and creams and all of these things. So it's not even just the sweets, but it's like everything becomes richer around the holidays. So it's really just kind of, you know, keeping all of those things into perspective, but then also to throw out that clean food doesn't have to be bland food. And and I think that's something that we really get wrong in a lot of places. And it's one reason why it's kind of so unattractive because we just don't cook clean food well and it doesn't always taste good. We think because it's healthy, it can't taste good. And I think that's farthest from the truth. And I mean, especially around the holidays when we really want everything (laughs) to taste extra good because we are celebrating and the food, at least in America is a really big part of that. So you're right. We eat with our eyes, but we also you know, it's all about the taste, texture, and taste buds, and it's just oh so good because we don't eat like that all the time. But if we ate with flavor every day, maybe it wouldn't be such a big deal. Uh, I would hundred, I one hundred and fifty percent agree with you. Food, food should also be an enjoyable experience because if it's not enjoyable, why would you want to do it? It yeah. doesn't yeah. make sense. You know, it's 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 against the total flow. That we want tasty food that is good for you, gives you, gives yes. your body the ability to have an expression different from what it had previously. Whether that's weight, whether that's your skin, whether that's your eyes, your general feeling, food has to taste great. So we don't want to mask it with something, so we can't really taste the food. We're just like tasting the sauce or something. But you know, put in herbs and garlic and all that. If you sit down and think about what is it my, my mouth really does like and to blend these flavors in there, just give it an extra little bit of 30 seconds, one minute thought process and then up application to really pick a meal up um, to understand what some acids do to both taste and your body, both from a positive point of view and to play with that because we really want something to zing on our, on, on our palate. But food has to be enjoyable, pleasant. Give us a response yeah. that is positive. Otherwise, Amen to that. And yeah. that is why a lot of well, diets fail, because there's not enough yeah, talent to the individual, plus it, it's just too much of a struggle. And then when you count calories and the portions are too small and... You know, you're you're being guided by somebody else and they're telling you this is the way to go. You've got to feel it for yourself. You've got to say, no, this is shit. I'm not saying I don't want to eat well, but I can't put up with this. Right? I want something more enjoyable for me. What are what are the ideas what I can do? And I think that's what people miss. Also the time to do it, of course. We look at making a meal nowadays as as a chore where years ago mm-hmm. it used to be like a family gathering so hence we go to um, convenience things but again you know buying a pre-made some flavor in it to, to go over something is you know just giving ourselves that time to plan to make that food really really enjoyable because everybody in the world likes enjoyable food well, yeah, everybody's know, a critic <laughs> yeah it that that really is what kept me from even wanting to compete as an athlete because back in the day everybody just complained about how terrible the food was and I, I was thinking you know no other sport known to man that I'd ever played seemed like it would make you so much so so miserable in the process I mean like I I, I didn't really care to, for for practices 
but I knew the, the, the reason behind it, and, and they weren't a chore like I was seeing when people were talking about uh, competing as a, as a natural athlete. It was, it was such, I mean, it was, it, there weren't too many positives at all in, in, in anything uh, remotely close to it. And, and I was thinking, well, what would be the point in me wanting to do something like that if I didn't enjoy the process? Because it, the, the process is what makes it fun. And, and and if the diet, like you said, it's it sucks so bad that you don't want to continue to do it, then you're your own worst enemy every single day of prep and, and process. And and it, I mean, kudos for the ones that who who could stick with it, because that that was amazing in itself. But then to see uh, how they could uh, actually shine with those kind of diets and that kind of look, it was just. Uh, it was really bad. I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't have any joy for for anybody that had to do it. I was actually praying for them. And I was thinking, man, I, I feel more <laughs> like they need a priest uh, than a coach because you know you just get them through the the whole process. So I'm glad that that's changed, but I'm also glad that the knowledge has grown to where the change wasn't just superficial. And you had people, I don't know if you remember with uh, Muscle Milk, where they said, oh, it tastes like a milkshake, because it basically was a milkshake, because they were just uh, skewing the, the ingredients and, and, and fudging mm-hmm. them out of the numbers. So it was it was good to know that, you know, you guys were out there and you were actually shedding good light on what was being done instead of, you know, more crap. Uh, what was that? More sauce for the goose? Where we're basically just throwing it out there, but there's no real good intent behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I think. Yeah, you know, some sometimes we see an image like someone who, uh, and quite rightly so, we see something that attracts us visually, and this visual, let's say, a bodybuilding athlete. You know, who who's your favorite person? I think we've. We've all got people that we admire or we say, oh, I wish I had his or her shoulders or something like that. So when when you get to see them or you get to follow them or you get to listen to them, you kind of led to what they believe or what they're saying and maybe as the purpose of replication. But this isn't always the best way to go because I've seen a lot, and I'll be open about it, um, call me critical, a lot of top quality athletes, I think they eat really bad. Or they can yeah. eat a lot mm-hmm. better, would be, right, would, would be a far better statement. And when we see all these people coming in, there's, there's generically two things. Like when, you, when, you, when your partner, someone like a, a, a Tanaka Hyman and an Olympia Hall of Fame, come to you because of that reason, also the body, you know, they want that body. And then they're surprised as to, oh, but Tanaka says she eats this, so why did you give me this? Uh, well, she's a different person. She's has different needs to yourself. But I want to go to the same place she's gone. You know, it's the understanding of okay. Or the oh, second okay. thing is, oh, she uh, uh, she she just doesn't have green beans. Why do you put garlic and leek with it? Because I'm trying to increase her metabolism. What's the purpose of that then? You know, we've become so much copy and paste from all the physical the PT trainers yeah. out there who give you nutrition advice. There's going to the they they go into the computer. They've given if they've given a hundred plans out, they've given a hundred of the same plans out. Yeah, you know, it's not based mm-hmm. on what that body nutritionally needs. It's not based on the biology of that body that you mentioned before, KP, because that's a completely different 
kettle of fish than calories. And mm-hmm. nine, right, nine times out of ten, when you give somebody, um, when you give somebody an understanding of how their body works biologically, chronobiologically, and all these type of things, they go and apply it. Some of them say, "Shit, you know, I can eat eight hundred calories more a day, and I'm losing weight." Mm-hmm. Because it's based on what your body needs. So if it needs it, it uses it. It doesn't need all that sugar and all that shit bread and protein shakes that just stay in your tummy and slow your metabolism down and basically empty. It needs fuel. It needs... So, and because we're thinking about muscle, we just think about amino acids, a bit of vitamin C, or creatine, or creatine works for me, creatine doesn't work for you, okay, well. You know, it's just like we've, we've funneled ourselves into eating chicken and broccoli... And made it for a lot of people so boring. And that is and the truth. Right, and so people's that. perception is it's hard. Well, I'm sorry, whether you're a bodybuilder, a sports person or not, you want your food to be working for you. That would be a preference of choice. You would want to be able to go out with the confidence that you're fit and control yourself enough to do. If you have that piece of cheesecake at that celebration one night, so what? I'm not going to eat cheesecake tomorrow. You know, um, I can live with this, you know. Cheesecake today, not tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, it's about giving giving people things that 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 in their environment they know it's it's not that bad. You know, it's actually quite good, and it comes down to the taste. It comes down to the availability. It comes down to what you've grown up with. For instance, if you grew up in your culture eating a lot of sweet potato and things like this, your body's got used to taking it. You might not be that low on the vitamins from it because it's naturally in your diet. You've been supplying it. You might have to eat something else for a while. But it's just that understanding of your body and tracking how how are you. And... No, most most definitely, most definitely. I'm still... I'm in agreement, of course, with everything you said, and I'm still visualizing some of your clients who are, like, just so disappointed when they can't eat everything Jessica has told them to eat. So I could just see them saying, oh, but why? And you gave them but, a perfectly good response, but, and it's one that everyone needs to understand. Everyone's bodies are not the same. So you can't yeah, feed and, them the uh, same, especially if they're deficient. Correct. And it's work not on building necessarily that – right. It's not necessary. I would never tell someone they can't eat anything. I don't own their lives. That's, I want to empower someone to make their own decisions. So that word, you can't, should never come from a coach's mind. We're there about putting suggestions and an understanding. And why I would say beef to some person rather than salmon that Tanaka lives on is because you need a little bit more iron. Because your body type, like I wouldn't have a problem giving KP beef because I know that his body over time with a bit of movement will help to break it down and, and it's a good source for him to get his iron, his zinc and, and all these type of things from where with her, um, I would grind it down. But there's a better option. So it's not that I say no, it's that due to the amigos and all these type of things, salmon is a better choice or giving you a better return than beef is at the minute because your iron levels are good. So... The trick to that is identifying the balance of somebody, uh, how the body is re- uh, reflecting, etc. It could be blood tests, could be things like this. So it's that, no, this food is just offering you a little bit more because of these reasons. And that's what I think people are really interested in rather than, oh, you shouldn't eat that. It's rubbish. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Although, you know, I don't have a problem with telling people they shouldn't eat something because it's rubbish. I mean, they still may, but, you know, I think you're a little more, you're a little more liberal. But the point of the matter is um, it is all about learning to make good choices because if you never learn that, you will never master that. And that's really what it comes down to because you can't make something a lifestyle that you haven't mastered or at least have gotten pretty darn good at because you just won't stick to it. And those habits, they have to click. And when habits click, then preferences, taste, taste buds, all of that kind of stuff, they all follow. So um, just very good, very good stuff. Always love having you on the show, Mark. Love listening to you. Um, Sad we couldn't have had you on Tuesday, but we got you today, and that's all that matters. And unfortunately, we're getting to the point where we have to say, Adieu, or or what is it you say in Australia when you say goodbye? You say goodbye, or maybe it's something more fancy. Give me an Australian no, goodbye, just... Mark. See ya, mate. <laughs> Absolutely marvelous. You did not disappoint. <laughs> I love it. See ya, mate. So with that, um, I think we may have uh, I think we may have lost Kalen momentarily, but that's okay. Um, let me see if I can we come never up got with a. About Olympia. We never did get to talk about Olympia, so we're going to have to have you back so we can talk about Olympia. Um, but we just can't do it tonight because we are about to get cut off for sure. And uh, let me tell you what, Blog Talk does not play. When they're ready to cut you off, they will cut you off. Um, but yeah, let's do that, Mark. If we can get you back on, if you get your email sorted out, and we will definitely dedicate everything to Olympia. But folks, what was shared in this show was so valuable that I can't even be disappointed that we didn't talk about Olympia because it's just things that need to be heard and especially need to be heard around this time. So I hope you were taking note. And if you weren't taking note, you can tune back into the archives and listen to the whole show all over again. So if uh, in, in true snickerdoodle spirit, everybody who drinks snickerdoodle over the holidays will be working on developing good habits for a lifetime. <laughs> there you have it. So, Mark, we'll be in touch. Let's get you back. Let's do Olympia. And on behalf of Mark, Kalen, the boys from P4P Muscle, and everybody out there who wants to win the holiday showdown between them and all the sugar that's going to be out there. Your body is a temple, so let's build it.